Hello and welcome back to our uh, podcast here. Um, this episode is going to be talking about um, kind of cybersecurity in hospital and medical environments um, and just all the crazy, crazy things that go on in there. Um, I'm here to chat about that with my buddy Noah here. Um, you can say hi, Noah. Hi, howdy. <laughs> So, um, and we're going to just kind of go over a bit of just what goes on and like all the different issues of it. So this is going to kind of be a very surface level. Uh, and the idea for this came from Nathan House. So hats off to you, Nathan. Thank you very much for the idea. Later, we'll have you on here to actually discuss more in depth some of like what they can do against it instead of just, wow, this is a problem. So, I mean, just to start. Like, do you remember uh, the WannaCry virus back in, like, 2017? I feel like I've heard of it. I'll, I'll admit I'm kind of fuzzy on the details, though. So. I mean, basically it was, like, in, in May of 2017, um, a virus, well, a ransomware started um, going and being cloned to different computers. And it was getting hundreds and hundreds of hospital computers because no one updates their items. So... All these Windows XP computers, what a surprise, um, not the greatest in terms of security, and um, suddenly it started taking over all these computers and um, a lot of them in hospital environments. Hmm. Hmm. So, I, can, can you just imagine working in a hospital and being like, oh, let me access this patient's file and oh sorry please insert bitcoin <laughs> yeah wait wait so they were like they were holding it ransom basically it's like yes yeah, ransomware, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so man no i mean for a hospital setting i imagine that'd be pretty tough because what if it's like you know a doctor trying to access information for like a an important procedure that yeah, needs to be done you know some life-threatening exactly. thing they need to handle it so the result of a test yeah like what 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 did it come out so but yeah, exactly. And if you want that information, now it's going to cost you random number of bitcoin. Do we have do we have any idea like you know what the what that information was kind of being held ransom for? Like what oh, amount of money? They Oh, well, I couldn't tell you individually, but I think they totaled up that at the end it cost 4 billion dollars. <laughs> Jeez. All in all of all the different ransoms that went on. Oh, God. Can you imagine paying $4 billion because somebody clicked on a link and it suddenly it took control of all the computers in your thing, in your whole hospital? What, what do you even do at that point? Because like, obviously, you know, hospitals and such aren't going to want to pay, you know, hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars to get their, their data back. So I mean, but it's generally, it, it's not like a hundred, it's not like, oh, I want a hundred thousand in Bitcoin. It's like... When it happens to normal people, like ransomware, the number's small. It's like 300 bucks. Sure. Because you might pay 300 bucks to get back the contents of your computer. Yeah. You know, depending on what, you know, what, what's on there that you need, you might pay that. For a hospital, it's like thousands of dollars. But to a hospital, thousands of dollars is like, oh, let me root around <laughs> on the couch here. Let me find some, some money. But add that to the 10 million computers they have in a hospital, and it's just like, oh. It's a very expensive mistake. So the uh, so the ransom was like per impacted device, basically. Okay. Yeah. So. so it's not like yes, hospital. I've taken control <laughs> of all your computers. Send us money. It's each each little computer. So every nurse station, everything oh like gosh. that. Yeah. Because yeah, I'm just I'm just trying to think like any of the times I've been to the hospital, there are computers everywhere. Yes. You know, almost every room has one. Every single one. That's insane. Man. I mean, and even some devices. Like a lot of medical devices mm -hmm. have some sort of computer or operating system with them sure. hooked into the network. Man. So imagine if like, you know, some of the your medical devices start being ransomware. I don't know how on earth you'd pay off a ransomware on a, a Internet of Things device. But yeah. like, Man. At, like, what are you supposed to do? I mean, they, they eventually figured out a way to, to beat it and then to, you know, keep it contained and get past it sure but all of that was because the healthcare industry doesn't spend the money into cybersecurity. like if you were to guess like how much of their budget their IT budget goes to 
um, to cybersecurity? Like, what, what what would you think? If I had to guess, just for their uh, like a percentage, of yeah, their yeah, IT percentage budget, of I would, IT budget. I mean, I would say way less than ten percent. I mean. I mean, you did hit it right on the head. Yeah. The average is 5 to 7%. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, I definitely felt like single digits probably. Yeah. Because, I mean, obviously, we've got to deal with large data sets and things like that. They need a lot of computing power, I would imagine, but cybersecurity is it's probably... It's such a low-rung thing. It's like an afterthought. Yeah, basically. it's like, oh, we have to be secure. Make the password something people won't guess. <laughs> Hospital address. Name of hospital... Number one, like oh, yeah. <laughs> something no, more complicated no, than that. Nobody will ever crack that. Yeah, know? exactly. Think, no, man. Gosh. Mm. Yeah, I, I just thought that was crazy that five to seven percent when finance does 15 percent. Really? So like banks and things. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure that there's better data for that. But it's just like, right. So our health is only worth one third as much as our money. Which, which even then, that 15% still seems kind of low. Low. You know, because... They, they probably have a bigger budget, too. Probably, yeah. Considering the IT infrastructure of running a online bank versus a hospital. Sure. Now, for, like, the antivirus software and stuff, do you think that a hospital, like, their budget they could pay to, like, cover all of their devices? Or would it be, like, we have to pay, like, per device to get stuff installed to oh. try to prevent things like this from happening well the idea is is that um like have you you've gone and like tried to buy software and they're like enterprise solution so in your enterprise solutions generally there's like oh well would you like a hundred license we'll we'll negotiate for a hundred licenses of this and you can sit down and install this on 100 devices at a time okay so but hospitals don't keep them up to date mm-hmm so, like, as an issue, it's just like, if you don't keep it up to date, then what, what's, the, what, what's the point? So, but, but the idea is, is it's very much like the, the hospitals see it as a first aid kit. Well, I have it. <laughs> well, yeah, but everything's in it. Is, it. is expired. Is it any good anymore? I have it. <laughs> so, that's yeah. pretty much the idea on it. It's like, and there are a lot of cases where... Antivirus software, um, as soon as you, you know, test against it, mm-hmm. um, like one of the first things that you learn when you're learning, um, you know, security systems and how to prevent hackers from getting in is you look at the holes in antivirus softwares to try and, all right, all right, you know, patch that up. Yeah. So, hmm. but it's absolutely crazy because just to think. A lot, of, a lot of times what happens is you'll get an email from, you know, the head honcho at, you know, say you work at the, at the hospital mm-hmm. in finance, sure. in the finance sector, and you get a, um, an email from the CEO telling you, hey, um, I need you to invest in this thing over here. Please go buy this widget thing from this company. It costs... $600,000, something crazy. They go, okay, and just write it because it looks like it came from the CEO. It's just like, think of all the problems that spoofed emails would cause. Oh my gosh, yeah. I don't know. I, um, fortunately, I've never had to <laughs> deal with those on a personal <laughs> level, but I could imagine for, you know, things like banks and hospitals in particular, you know, where they have massive budgets and they're, you know, they are spending large amounts of money on things that, you know, if somebody falls for that in the finance department, then uh, that could be a huge problem. Yeah. Especially when you have so many people all the time, you know, hospitals are generally a 24 seven thing. They don't take a holiday. Yeah. So it's just constant. You got all these new people in all the time and you got, you know, oh, brand new person we just hired today receives email mm-hmm. saying, oh, please go do this. And they're like, I want to look great for my CEO. <laughs> the CEO's like, well, I don't email people like you day one. Like, I should, but I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Hush. 
it's just it's one of those things where it's just like we sit there we read the name at the top of the email and we go oh okay looks legit yeah so well you read through the email you know there aren't any glaring like grammatical errors so you're like, oh, yeah, yeah exactly you know if it makes sense and it looks actually like what you've seen from your other what if it looks like what you're expecting you're not expecting this is a scam every yeah. time you look at an email man i mean how many emails have we looked at you know have you ever looked at like your spam file and you're just like, oh my god, how, how did, why do they even bother sending them? Oh yeah, no, I, I get these spam emails all the time where it's like the most broken English kind of yeah. stuff. Like it's obviously not legit, you know. You're like, right? I need a translator to understand what was written yeah. here, and it's written in my language. How many Nigerian princes have asked me for money? You know? Exactly. Or, or better yet, they have money they want to invest with you. Exactly. You'll just pay the fee. Oh my gosh, yes. Exactly. Uh, it's always some round, multi-million dollar figure. And you're right. like... For some reason, they're, they're entrusting me with it, too. Yes. Yeah, that's the crazy of thing. Of all the people in the entire world, they're like, I entrust you, Noah. Oh, yeah. You are the one. I have spoken with you never, but I want you with my broken English. To have my money. Absolutely. Just please pay the $1,000 fee to set up the account. What bank costs $1,000 to set up an account? If you're posting, you know, $30 million, they will pay that fee out of their own pocket. <laughs> exactly, man. No. I, um, I don't know. Those spam emails are, they're bad enough on a personal level, but... You know, like you were saying, yeah. if it's if it's one that looks, you know, moderately like legit, you know, I could see that being like, be difficult. Gosh. Especially if it's just like what happens a lot of times is it's it's just a link. The email, hundred percent fine, but it's a a link that um, goes somewhere malicious, mm -hmm. and you just click on it, and that's all it takes. Man, that's crazy. Yeah, it's truly crazy. Like, and especially if you don't realize, you know, if you've been working super hard, which, you know, doctors and hospital staff are just are prone to oh, because yeah. of the nature of the job. Mm -hmm. So just imagine trying to be, you know, it's 1 a.m., you're exhausted and you're reading through emails and you're like, oh, what is this? Why? Who's sending me this? Why am I receiving this? And then yeah. suddenly from there, you know, your patient's files get locked up and you're like, uh oh, great. <laughs> Yeah, man. Do you think that um, you know, we talked about like the the budget in the IT department, like the uh, the percentage of it that's dedicated to cybersecurity. I mean, I don't. Do you think that a bigger budget could prevent? I, I don't know if that could prevent like getting like spam emails and things like that. I no, just, admittedly, I'm not a not really a, a big computer guy, <laughs> you know. But um, I mean, I it's I feel like. Well, yes, they have definitely underinvested. Like, they don't realize the severity of the issue. Mm -hmm. I mean, of course, there's some articles, but the, I guarantee you if we went and were to talk to a bunch of doctors, like, oh, tell us about the cybersecurity program in your hospital. They'd be like, what, what program? Yeah. So I think there was a study that said, like, 70% of hospitals or 60% of hospitals were just knew that they had no real training for yeah. it but Oof. I mean while it's not always the issue I feel like they need some more talent in their on their team because how many people want to sit down and their goal in life is I want to be the IT department for a hospital probably not that many people yeah, yeah. I don't know you would think that would like in my mind had we not been talking about this I thought about, you know, the IT department and cybersecurity for us, but you would think that they would have a, a pretty sizable budget. They would want a, you know, a decent sized team. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to think like back, you know, where I'm from in Northeast Mississippi, like you have the Northeast Mississippi Medical Center that has, you know, over a hundred different clinics and branches and things that, you know, it, um, it kind of contains. And I'm just trying to think like, you know, the amount of people that it would take to kind of oversee just the yeah. technical aspects of so many different facilities and all that. Like, I would, I would think that it would be a big deal, and they would want to invest a lot of money in keeping all that secure. But 
Apparently not. Oh, uh, I mean, the IT department, I mean, as you can see from their percentage of budget allocation, is mainly in their eyes viewed for, I have this new machine or this new toy. How do I plug it in? <laughs> How do I hook it up to the network so it works? And, and it tells me from that room way down the hall that there's a problem here at my station right yeah. here. How do I do that? Secure? No, I, that's not on the list. It said it was secure in the brochure. Look, secure. Like, yeah. that, that's kind of the, the thought process for it. I mean, even a place like, um, you know, that has several thousand employees doesn't necessarily have a huge IT thing. Like, especially medical, it's not considered one of their huge investment things. So, and yet, this last year was one of the worst years ever for attacks against them. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, it's been increasing year upon year. Um, I think in 2016, there was a data breach every single day. Oh my gosh. In the healthcare industry. That's crazy. Like, every single day. Yeah. Which, I mean... 365, we have um, 330 million people in this country. So, I mean, it doesn't seem quite as, b as big when you say it like that, but still 300 hospitals, 350 hospitals, that's a lot. Yeah, we have to think about the patient data that each of those hospitals has. It's not like exactly. each hospital only has data for one person. You know, they potentially have it does. hundreds or thousands of people. You know? And each, all that data is very, uh, like... Um, I was looking it up just before this, and apparently that data is far more valuable than like your credit card number. Really? So, so your credit card number changes. Oh yeah. Like it expires, so there's a set amount of time, there's a set window of where it's actually good, versus your medical history doesn't change. Mm -hmm. You're still you no matter what happens. It's true. So now they have something that's quite valuable, and I was looking and it was like, you know, 350 bucks a patient. I mean, in my family, there's six people. Yeah. That's like $1,800 worth just as a family. You know, it's Man. super rough math, that. But yeah, that. even still, it's like, versus like your credit card information and all that, you know, was significantly less. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's pretty straightforward to cancel your credit cards, you know. Oh like yeah, there's a, exactly. there's a problem, but I mean, somebody having your, your, you know, your social security number, your date of birth, you know, some other pertinent information about you. Yeah. You know that that's it's a lot yeah. more difficult to rein back. Call in. my doctor. Uh, tell him to get rid of my um, diabetes. Just erase yeah. that one. It doesn't. It God. doesn't change. Yeah. You still yeah. have or had that. You know. Yeah. So, I mean. It's it's a serious thing. The data breaches in the health industry they receive more than any other industry. Hmm. You'd think that finance would be the one everyone's after, but because they're yeah. like they spend so much money in the preventing this, that it's just like it's not as big of an issue. Yeah, I mean, no, that makes sense. I mean, I guess you know people's first thought would be like, all right, I want to you know, I want to breach into. You know, trying to get people's money out of their bank accounts. And yeah. Stuff. Like, obviously, that, that seems more obvious. So of course, they're going to protect against that. But I guess going after, you know, health data, you know, medical history yeah. stuff, it's kind of more of a roundabout way to make some money, but probably easier to do. You know? I, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, apparently. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. apparently, it's way easier to do. Like, I, I, I just can't believe it. It's just mm -hmm. like... I think about my my mom keeps all of her records as physical files because she didn't want this to happen. <laughs> I kid you not, she has and from back from my earliest memories, I can recall um, bookshelves converted to being file um, filing cabinets that just had row upon row upon row <laughs> upon row of files for her patients. Man. Because oh, not, hack my sheet of paper. Yeah. Oh, so so not files for like her and the rest of your family. These were like her patients' files. Uh, yes, that she was just keeping in physical copies. Oh, yeah, wow. that's probably effective. 
can't really. I mean, it really works hack into that, if you're yeah. not a hospital and have right. you know as many records as they have to deal with. She's one person and one doctor, and we sat down and calculated and figured out that she's seen like sixty thousand patients. Wow! Over the last twenty years, and it's just like, man, that's a lot. That is. So you can't exactly just keep. I mean, and some of her records are, you know, the thickness of, you know, just a file folder with the prerequisite, you know, 10 sheets or whatever. Mm-hmm. She used to have me and my siblings make them when we were younger. <laughs> just, you just uh, make, open it up, fold the metal tabs and add the several sheets in, fold it down, close it up, done. But some of her patients, the file folders are like two or three inches thick. Wow. It's just like to think about that for, you know, thousands upon thousands of people that go and visit like a place like, um, um, shoot, what's the hospital nearby? The UTMB. UTMB. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. Yeah, exactly. It's like that place is huge. Yeah. Imagine how many people are there in a day. I'm just thinking like, because they have to have files not only on like, patients that are hospitalized for treatment but also I mean they have like a emergency room that people stop yeah. in like I've been to the ER there yeah. you know and it was a very minor thing but now I mean they they have information on me yeah know? well and they have to keep it for like yeah. for several years like seven years or something like that well I mean just to kind of go off of that it's not just hospitals but you also have like these urgent care clinics yeah. and things too like I absolutely you know I've, I've moved around and so instead of going to like hospitals or a regular like you know primary care provider I'll go to an urgent care exactly. if I need treatment and um I don't know it was it was probably over a month ago now I actually called a uh, an urgent care that I visited visited in Florida when I was living there oh, like three there years go. ago because I was like hey you know I need to know about you know, X thing that I got treated for, and um, they still had the the information. It's yeah. been, you know, like I said, three years almost to the I month. Mean, so they they have to they yeah. have to keep it. And with the digital record, there's no, it's not exactly filling up file yeah. space. I mean, it takes some, but in the in the digital world, it's not that much. Yeah. So that's just that's crazy for one person. It's not like it's not like my data is only available. You know, if this you know, one particular hospital has a breach, you know, it could... Everyone you've been to. Yeah, every single one spread across multiple states. For exactly. Me, you know, and that's, that's a crazy thing to think about, you know. So yeah. for, for an individual, how, you know, vulnerable your data is because, you know, yeah. cybersecurity is so weak. I mean, and just think about in, in 2016, we just went through the, the worst year ever for cyber attacks on hospitals. But in 2016, there was one a data breach every day. Can you imagine? Just yeah. I know there are a lot of hospitals and, and medical facilities across the country, but can you imagine just being like, all right, I'm going to roll the dice to hope that they didn't get mine. Yeah. Of the several places you've been to, I'm gonna, it's like, man, those odds aren't looking great. Even if it was just 300 to 1. Sure, I mean, that's still... You're going to roll that every day of the year? Know. The, the potential consequences of your data being, you know, accessed yeah. and, you know, abused, you know, yeah. it was, uh, it's pretty not great. Those aren't, those aren't odds I really, I really care to have to worry about. So. No, but I mean, and those, that kind of data about people really should be kept just as secure as your money. Exactly. Because, I mean, honestly, your life's worth a lot more than your money. I tend to agree. Yeah. yeah. You can't spend your money without your life, so... That's a fair point. And, you know, your health is just a segue to it being that way. So, gosh, just just think. All those data breaches every year, and we're it's just expecting to go up and up and up. Like, they just announced in... Um, so, I think it was a 2019 article I was reading that they were going to spend... $125 billion the, the industry was going to spend $125 billion on um, cyber security hmm. and we just had our worst year ever last year and I'm like man wait, 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 when does that money come into effect to start paying for it yeah I mean I guess hindsight, hindsight's kind of like 2020 you know like 
after yeah. after you have you know a horrible year of data breaches you know it's easy to be like oh hey we should probably invest more money in this you know maybe yeah. maybe this is a bigger problem than we realized but i mean i just i feel like the like from what i was reading the doctors and nurses they're there to treat the patients and they're like all this extra stuff that's not what i studied and it's like it it just kind of isn't their focus yeah. versus um so you know you could send them an email and they're the ones that are delirious and that's where you get your your inside problem where um you know the, some of the greatest threats that these um facilities have is a employee who has decent access through all the um security protocols you know unintentionally Mm-hmm. can click a link that can take down the the hospital. Hmm. It's just like problems. So, well, I mean that kind of raises the question, should, you know, doctors and nurses should they should they have that responsibility to be on guard or should, you know, IT departments and like hospital administrations should they uh you know, have things in place to kind of you know, prevent that from happening or from reaching, like the doctors and nurses? Well, I think that it's twofold. I think that the what they're doing these days as their best, best practice is that they are, um, they're trying their very best to contain, to contain um, all the different um, attack surfaces that a hospital has because there's so many things that are either not updated or just kind of piecemealed together and, be, and just to make this massive system. Like they may buy an MRI machine and make a 30-year investment in it. Yeah. They, they're not going to update it because, you know, something. So, and, but stuff still slips through mm-hmm. because you have so many different things. Like you saw all those computers, each one is a surface for, is an attack surface. Sure, yeah. So it's just like, okay, but then it takes for the doctor to sit down and look at the scenario. They need some training to go with it as well, or nurse or nurse practitioner, all these other people to sit down and be like, this seems wrong. So, because I I think that they, um, I think I was reading like something like 70% of um, staff, like 70% of hospital staff didn't feel they had received adequate training. Hmm. Like, when asked about it, most hospitals are like, oh yeah, that's a problem. That's one of our top priorities. But they were like, yeah, we just, the training that we have for it's very inadequate. Well, you got to think, I mean, training, you know, all of your healthcare professionals, Yeah. you know, to, um, to be able to recognize and kind of work around these potential risks. I mean, that, that takes time and that takes money yeah. you know, to train them. And that's, it's a different field. Yeah. I mean, it's not it's not a medical thing. That no one sends them a medical virus where they sit there and go, That's not called that X. Yeah. No, I don't know. I think that, you know, obviously like you said, you know, spending what, a hundred and twenty hundred twenty five billion dollars. Billion dollars. I mean, hopefully some of that'll, you know, be used towards more adequate training to pre- you know, prevent the clicking of links and, yeah. you know, these suspicious emails or other types of things, but, I don't know. I mean, it, it's tough as, you know, because like I said, I'm not a, not a computer guy, you know. Yeah. I, I'm not really hip to how a lot of viruses and things work, so, you know, personally, I might be more inclined to, you know, click on a suspicious link without really thinking about it than say you would be. And, you know, I feel like, you know, you have medical professionals, I mean, they're, they're trained to deal with people and exactly. you know, treat, you know, con- different conditions and things. So, you know, it, without, without, you know, kind of stringent training on it. Yes. You know, they might be more susceptible to fall for things than, you know, other people would. Yeah. Like I, I would, if I had to bet, I'd bet that the people that run the IT department have a lower rate, even though there's fewer of them, have a lower rate of clicking and accessing links like that mm-hmm. or opening emails and being like oh this is this is completely fine even though you know it's very clearly not then 
you know, doctors, nurses, other medical staff. So, but even though you say you're not computer savvy, the training that I had, because I listened in on um, some of the training that at least my mom has gone through. Mm -hmm. And they're like, don't click on emails that seem fishy. It's like, oh, well, thanks. That's so helpful. It tells me a lot. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and did you, do you think you pass on that one? Wow. Or, or the waste effort telling them about f fishing, spelled with a P. Yeah. Being like, oh, do you know what, what does fishing mean? As one of their quizzes at the end. It's like, oh, does it, does it really matter what it means? If someone's trying to, you know, get information for you or from you, mm. and it's very specifically targeting you, like, does it really matter? Or does it matter that you keep them from getting information they shouldn't have? Yeah. So, I mean, and talking about good pra practices, an example that I was reading was a hospital almost lost half a million dollars that was saved by a phone call. Hmm. Like, they, the pharmacy received an order to um, purchase and send off half a million dollars in prescription drugs. And they called because the address was different than what they had in their, because um, they, they were going to send it to whoever was doing the malicious, sure. you know, puppeteering of this you know, whatever address they had selected and not the hospital. And they called because it was different <laughs> than what they had in their records. And the hospital's like, what, what do you mean? Yeah. That's not ours. <laughs> Half a million dollars. So had they just decided, oh, we don't need to call and Yeah, we'll just send that. it off. Yeah. The hospital lost half a million dollars of just money, just to nowhere. And there'd be half a million dollars of prescription drugs just somewhere out Just, there yeah, floating out there yeah yeah that uh that could be quite a problem i mean yeah. it's it's problematic so and all all of that i mean that's a good scenario someone made a phone call someone followed procedure and that went well sure. imagine all the times where it doesn't yeah that employee got lazy and was like yeah do we really need to call just send it no, it may not always be, you know, $500,000 worth. Oh, well, that's true. That's, that is a big number, and it's like, oh, wow, that's a lot. But I mean, I mean it might be a big number for us, sure. for hospitals. But think about, you know, people doing that on a much smaller scale, you know. Yeah. A couple thousand dollars of prescription drugs here or there, you know. Oh, yeah. Where, you know, when it's, you know, if it's not on, you know, the scale of hundreds of thousands of dollars, somebody might be even less inclined to check it out. Well, that's like, that's yeah, very true. Yeah, so. I mean, shoot, are you really going to call up to verify something that's, you know, 500 bucks or grand? Probably not. If you're a pharmaceutical company and you make billions of dollars in a year, 500 bucks phone call, you know, I can see, I can definitely see whoever they're employing to do that to be like, just don't get paid enough to make phone calls because information doesn't match. Yeah. So, but I bet as well, it's not explained very well. As to why this is important. It's just like you have to do this. People are like, okay, sure, whatever you say. Yeah. This is important because you said so and for no other reason. Sure. I mean, it, it always helps to have kind of an understanding of why you're having to do what you're doing. So, exactly. You know, otherwise you'll just not do it or you do it poorly mm -hmm. or just not realize the actual urgency behind it. So it'd be like, me going, oh, yeah, um, when you drive, make sure that you put, you let off the gas and push the brake down when the car in front of you lights are, you know, turn red. And you're like, that seems dumb. <laughs> like, clearly that's going to be an issue. You're going to just run into the rear end of somebody. Gosh. Oh, All just... It's crazy to me, like, how big, how, like, numerous the problems are and, like, how big the problem is. And it's just like, yeah, well, 70% of, of hospital staff states that there's no, there's inadequate training. Well, I guess, I mean, if 
we're able to see that the problems are so numerous and the consequences for things going wrong could be so, you know, just catastrophic. I mean, does it, does it all really kind of boil down to, you know, trying to save money? Like training being inadequate because, you know, like I said, it costs, costs time and it costs money to train people. And obviously, you know, if the IT's cybersecurity budget is so low, I mean, it's going to cost money you yeah. know, to make that a bigger chunk of the budget because they're probably not going to cut corners on, say, their equipment, you know, that you know MRI machine they bought or things yeah. like that. So, I mean, do you think that you know, money is a factor or you know, I mean, saving it? De- I definitely think that any time, like, for instance, if you're paying for a machine that gives your hospital added capabilities, that's money in. Mm-hmm. Like, that's an investment of, okay, we are you know, paying to where we can charge people now for doing these procedures because this is new, we can do this. But this would be the equivalent to buying a fancier and fancier bike lock for your bike. You're like, shoot, you know, I know my bike's worth, you know, 500 bucks. Do I really want to spend $150 on this new bike lock that I've already spent, you know? What's wrong with the, the three... You know, $20 ones that I already had that that broke by themselves. No one even tried to break them. So it, it is one of those things where it's like it's important, but it's an investment that they see as no return. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's like an insurance policy. You know, you, you have yeah. it and you, you pay for it, but you don't – you hope you don't need it. Yeah. But you, you never really know if it's going to pay off or not until, you know, something happens. Well you – know? And it could be that insurance is one of the reasons why it's left so loose is because insurance will cover that. We did what we were supposed to do. They got in somehow. Insurance will pay for it. However we do our payment, it might go up a little bit, you know. And it could be that that is why because then it keeps the – there's no large capital demand. There's there's no large – allocation of money being spent towards something that they see as unnecessary in either case it stays basically the same for them now that makes sense i mean when i when i said that that's kind of an insurance policy it hadn't even crossed my mind that actual like insurance (laughs) may uh may play a role but i don't have to wonder if that kind of mindset you know might kind of be present in like healthcare professionals, you know, they're there to treat patients and Hey, if something goes wrong, you know, with the computers or with whatever, that's, it's not our problem. You know, that's, that's whoever else's. And, you know, they may not know that, Oh, the IT department's budgets only in the single digits for (laughs) dealing with this kind of thing. They may be like, Hey, I get paid to, you know, treat people, you know, not computers. So. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and if you have an issue that's affecting your whole hospital, I mean, I guarantee you don't have one IT person for every computer. Right. To sit down and figure something out. I mean, but I think it's exactly that. You, you got um, the people that run the hospital in the like managerial sense of like, you know, you have your board, we want this to be a you know profitable hospital, and just on each leg of it, nobody but the IT, de- the IT department's like, our computers, please. <laughs> Let's save them. I, we know that they're there for your job, but really, we care about the computers working. So, because that's what IT cares about. They care about the, their computers, because they're, they're always the IT departments. Mm-hmm. They're there, they're in good working condition, and no one's calling complaining that they aren't. So, but I, almost every other, I mean, I think the receptionist cares. Oh, you know... You know, uh, this very boring training thing that they make us go through. I mean, and what's funny is, is when we talk about, um, because in engineering, we talk about high reliability organizations such as nuclear. Mm -hmm. In nuclear, everything has to go perfect all the time. There's no case, there's no scenario where anything is allowed to go wrong. And if it does... You have to notify every um, nuclear station in the world. Hmm. You have to notify all of them about this is what happened, this is how we remedied it, this is how we're fixing. And when we talk about those things, what's funny is 
almost everyone thinks that the solution is more training. So, for instance, like on using a, I know it has very little to do with cybersecurity, but we'll use something I can think of to give us an analogy. A fire happened on a boat in an engine room, and a lot of things went wrong. Mm -hmm. And it came down to the, um, the nuts for a generator weren't torqued, weren't torqued to the correct specifications. And yes, you could train those people on how to do their job better, or you could look at the problem and realize that the specifications for running the, uh, for retorquing this is not in the manual for how you disassemble it and put it back together. It's somewhere else. It's in a different book far at the end in, the, in some appendix. So if you move that to right where you can see it yeah. as you're doing it, then that eliminates that issue without the, oh, we got to train you because clearly you don't know what you're doing. It's, oh, well, you forgot about this appendix that we have hidden away, six million books, six million pages and ten books later down the row. Yeah. So that's something that I feel the healthcare industry would, um, you know, benefit from is some sort of like systematic change like that that's more so than we know you're a doctor and you're very busy and you have to teach your you have to go to all this continuing education but you also have to learn cyber stuff now <laughs> so yeah no that makes a lot of sense no. yeah I don't know it's one of those things where I feel like probably different hospitals do it to different degrees of, you know, success, you know, and yeah. I mean, we can throw out like a, a blanket figure for, you know, an IT department's budget or things like of that, course. but obviously it's going to vary. It'll be different, but some of them will have 1%, <laughs> some of them will have 30%. It'll just be on some sliding scale. But what I would, I would imagine that, um, hospitals or clinics or whatever that have really big budgets that's only in response to threats that they've already had to <laughs> deal with in the past it's kind of like a Probably. reactionary thing you know yeah. we've already paid 10 million dollars we don't mind spending one every year additional so that doesn't happen again so yeah, yeah. I, but it's a shame for it to be that way it's kind of like um It'd be just like operating a nuclear reactor, knowing there's an issue. And just, this is fine. We can, we can run it like this. There's no problems. Until there's a problem, we're not going to change how we do things. It's like, right. Is that a good idea? No. So, but I feel like because there's less, like if a hospital gets hacked, that's not the news of the country. Of course. So... Because it's less impactful, seemingly, um, on such a, a world-standing scale, then it gets put on a back burner, even though it is still very important. Oh, yeah. It's very important to the people that would get affected. Sure, yes. You know, like absolutely. It's, it's very serious to them, you know. But, yeah, it's not on the scale of, like, you know, a, a nuclear reactors melting down, you know. like Yeah. But you're still going to care that oh, yeah. your medical data somehow was one of the many data breaches and some janitor clicked a link and oh, now all you know is someone's contacting you going, hey, we have your information. Yeah. I mean, I may not have to deal with like radiation exposure, but you know, now all of, you know, my information, you know, everything that I kind of hold dear and try to protect you yeah. know, is being held ransom for... And it wasn't even your fault. Oh, yeah. It's not like someone called you up and was like, tell me, what is your social security number? And you answer one of those phony robot calls, and you're like, oh, uh, this is the IRS calling? Oh, yes. Don't worry. I'll tell you all my info. It's just like, oh, someone that I had to give that to and I entrusted to have it mm -hmm. didn't feel to spend the initial, you know, the extra money or do the due diligence to actually fix problems and keep yeah. keep it safe 
I mean, it's concerning, man. It really is, like, because that's not, that's not something that I really just sit around and think about every day. Like, oh, is my uh, is yeah. my information safe? You know, but because that's something I feel like I shouldn't have to worry about, especially with hospitals no. and such. Like that, they should. Because they have to deal with so much sensitive information about people that, you know, protecting it and keeping it secure, you would think would be a really top priority. But the budgets apparently say otherwise. Yes. Mm. It's, I mean, it's just how it ends up being. Is It's just like, huh, you know, just another one. And like you said, every single place you go to is an additional... Because you have to fill out that paperwork, mm-hmm. depending on what you're there for. I yeah. mean, if you're there for some serious emergency, then you're not in there filling out paperwork while they're putting you in into the ER. Oh, yeah. But, um, you know, they'll still ask you questions, and they'll take it down. Yeah. So, but still, every place. Like, what's crazy is my sister broke her arm years and years and years ago. And I bet you that hospital still has... Her data back from when she broke her arm. And that's been a long time. So, just because it's an electronic record. Yeah. You know, it just sits there. Some old, outdated system. So, I mean, absolutely crazy. And it it leaves things like, you know, the ransomware and all that stuff. And we haven't even talked about things like uh, DDoS attacks. So... I do not know what that is, so you'll, yes. have to, you'll have to enlighten me. Yeah, yeah. so the idea is basically um, you have a computer, and um, it, with our internet system, it is very possible to send someone so much data that they cannot accept any other data. So basically a DDoS attack is a bunch of people with their computers with a fire hose of information straight to the hospital data and hospital data just goes, sorry, we, we cannot accept anything else. We are at maximum capacity with data, even though it's pointless data. Yeah. You know, and what happens is then it shuts it down. And it's like, hmm. oh, well, that's just as bad as ransomware. Yeah. Now someone's constantly sending data you know, in some form or another, how, however it is that they end up doing it. Mm-hmm. And because uh, DOS stands for denial of service. So it prevents you from like hooking up your, like if all the computers in a hospital hooked up to an internet network to where the nurse at her nurse station can see that, you know, down the hall, you know, the patient's heart is beating okay. You know, mm-hmm. suddenly it's like, all right, well problematic so and that's just another one you know we're now we're just pulling up i know it's like oh well if you thought that was bad just wait there's more but i guess at least with like ransomware and stuff like i feel like there's an end goal for whoever is you know doing that yeah well what is the what would be kind of an end goal for a ddos attack like you know i mean other than disrupting you know the the functions in a hospital like what's the what's the goal i mean i think that it would be very i think it would be very dependent on like who was doing it and why because you know each person is very different as to why they feel like they should do it well, but sure. the end goal i feel is you know just to cause a problem it, it's causing a problem for something so, do you remember when it was all over the news that somebody in Dallas had set had set a signal that set off every alarm in the city? I'm pretty sure it was Dallas. I don't know. I think I missed that one. Yeah. But it's like, this was years ago now. Uh, but it's I, like, what was the point of that? <laughs> I don't think I was living in Texas at the time. But yeah, I don't know. I guess I asked that question and as, we're, as you were kind of talking I mean, about it, like... I guess maybe I'm not the kind of person that just wants to yeah, cause exactly. a problem for the sake of You're like, I'm like, what, 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 what is cruel what human is, would do this? You know, in my mind, there would have to be like a goal. Like you'd be trying to get like money or yeah. you know, something else out of it, but not. I don't know. I feel like that's definitely something to, for later when we actually get somebody to yeah. be on this podcast that 
knows a lot more about it than just the surface level of look at all these problems and someone that's like oh well i've dealt with these so many times i could tell you yeah that would be a much easier question to answer because to me i'm like yeah um no idea people are strange they yeah. just decide to do these things yeah i hope i'm kind of conveying the viewpoint of just like a concerned person yes you know like i'm, I'm concerned about these issues that i'm hearing i mean sure. it sounds like it is basically yeah. you're sitting here going man i didn't think about it i don't really know that i wish to know some of those problems but it's just like yeah. it would be a way of change if um everyone that went into the hospital was like well yeah well what are you doing to keep my information safe mm-hmm. which generally doesn't happen it would be the people not going to the hospital just people in general because if you're going to the hospital you don't care about any of that you're like i'm sick yeah fix me fix whatever the problem is we're gonna do we're gonna start there can you fix me and how quickly can you do it so but yeah honestly i think you've conveyed very well the you know even for not knowing much about computers, as you state, it's still very easy to sit down. Like, we've all received those spam emails oh, yeah. or spam phone calls. So, and to, it's not that hard to imagine that happening, you know, at a larger scale against, you know, specific doctors at a hospital to extract something malicious. Sure. And to be so tired, you're like, yeah, I'll click this link. It says something random and I don't understand what it means, but I'll click it. I mean, I can imagine, you know, if you're, if you're in that setting and you're having to deal with, you know, 10 plus patients and it's the middle of the night and you t- you've been running and going for however long, you know, at some point you're just, it's just another thing that you're having to deal with. And yeah. You don't put Where's that, that checkbox? Yeah. So I could definitely, I can definitely see how, you know, this would be, you know, a definite issue in the medical field about, um. The consequences, that's the really concerning thing to me, like, you know. Yeah. If there's a data breach, you know, on any one of those devices in a hospital, the potential, you know, damage that that causes is, I mean, it's mind-blowing to me. Yeah. That's something that's really, it's really crazy. Um, I mean, and I just remembered, like, so you think that's mind-blowing. What I'm about to tell you, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, who on earth thought this one up? Um, I think it was... Somewhere in the the Middle East-ish area, they they discussed that um, researchers over there had complete uh, had either been working on or completed a program that maliciously um, for high-profile patients added things like tumors, fake tumors to CT scans and MRIs. Yeah, what? Isn't that crazy? To a program specifically designed to add medical issues to otherwise healthy people or healthy maybe in a different way. Is it just to charge them money? Just to treat something or what? what? I don't feel like it's for just treating somebody. I didn't look that far into yeah. it. I looked at it and I went, okay, that's crazy. It just kept reading to some of the other stuff. But Yeah, no, I mean, that's crazy enough just to, you know. Without knowing the end goal reason. Yeah, to put... False, you know, medical conditions on this. Yeah. These, you know, results for a test is, I mean, that's insane. Like, yeah. Not only that they can do it, but someone thought to do this. Someone was like, you know what my contribution to this world is? This program. Yeah. I mean, because again, it kind of comes back like my thought processes, and I guess maybe it's just, you know, me as a person, that kind of stuff would never cross my mind. Like, hey, I need to, you know, do these malicious things just for the sake of doing them. Exactly. You know, like, like I said, at least the ransomware and stuff, that makes sense. You're like, money, I got you know, that one. It's messed up. And it I, is. I, you know, I completely disagree with its use, but at least there's a goal. It's very, e- it's a very simple, easy of, I took something that's yours, if you want it back, pay me money. Yeah. Like, Versus the rest of the items, it's just like, man, why? why on earth would you build this? Which I mean, for for that, I'm sure there there must be some kind of goal somewhere in it. Maybe, maybe not on the oh. you know the false medical conditions and things. But by the way, the article said high profile patients it makes me think of like if you know someone from like a senator went in, mm-hmm. you know, suddenly because that holds a lot more 
weight to you know how to the country than you know Joe Public. Sure. Yeah. So, because any random person off the street, and any random person off the street isn't necessarily like if there was a monetary aspect, which I really wish I'd looked into to see like what their goal was yeah. on it. I was just so blown away that it someone thought to build it. That's something you can look into for the next episode when you talk right. about it again. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it'll be it'll be a bit later down the road because I definitely like to get someone that like knows. Mm-hmm. Like, either someone that, could you imagine talking to someone at the IT department at a hospital, and they're like, you're telling me, thank you. I've been complaining about this for 10 years. I think that would be really interesting, you know. I don't know if you could, like, what you would have to do if they would have to have, like, some anonymity, you know, in there. And discussing, like, I don't feel, in, so long as you're not talking about your specific hospital, and you're like, yes, this is how things are done. This is how we do things. That would be a big no-no. That, yeah, that would be a problem. But I would feel like talking about the industry as a whole mm-hmm. and the things that you've seen when working, or, you know, looking at other things and seeing like, yeah, what we could do, or, or talking about ways they could fix it. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting thing. You know, somebody that's actually working in that field, dealing with it on a daily basis, and they know the challenges that they face, the potential problems and you know, the things that aren't being done to fix it, you know. Yeah. If they could have their way what they think would need to be done. To exactly. Remedy these issues. I think that's really interesting, yeah. Yeah. Now, of course, the the manager of, you know, whoever manages the IT group will sit down and go, yes, I see you want all those nice toys. And there there will be some sort of balance struck between what they feel they should have as the most ideal ideal mm-hmm. and the all right, well, we will in start investing. Here's, you know, your 10, your five, 10 year plan for how to get there. Sure. It's just not all at once. But I feel like that'd be an interesting conversation to have just to be like, yeah, like, what would y'all do to change so that people feel better about, you know, what happens? Yeah. I mean, because I think it's crazy. Just like, all the different things that go into it with such varying you got from your ransomware all the way to you know somebody uh, being inside your your company clicking on um you know links or emails Mm -hmm. or they're starting to have um malicious advertising yeah, advertising that clicking on it sends you somewhere bad and starts the process. Like the little banners that show up on like the edges of web pages. And yeah, like stuff, stuff like that. Hmm. So I mean, just just imagine something like that where, I mean, most people don't click on those yeah. things these days at all. But oh, I accidentally clicked it. Exit out before you even load the page. Yeah. And then it's like, did that do something? Who knows. So, well, I mean, and you would you kind of hope, like, you know, for doctors and nurses and other healthcare professionals, they're not clicking on links while they're on the job, you know, on that's their true. hospital computers. But, like you said, I mean, the potential for accidentally clicking something yeah. is always there. Exactly. That's a problem. Yeah. I mean, and eventually you're on break. Mm-hmm. And, you know, who knows, like, who knows how you, you take your break and how that poses a problem yeah. but if you got say your phone infected with something it's still connected to the network and yeah, you're still carrying around everywhere yeah that's what i was that's what i was going to ask so like if you're on your if you're on your phone while you're on your break in the hospital and you're connected to the hospital's network you know the potential for a breach that way is still yeah still very much an issue i i definitely think that's a, a problem hmm. i mean to give you an idea of how crazy the problem is so there are sites that um, literally list vulnerable um, systems. That they, they just sit there and it's a giant list of all vulnerable systems. And one, um, you know, one ransom event happened with the, all the a hospital's servers were on this list of like, yeah, here's the vulnerabilities, here's what's known about them. Hmm. It's just like... Man, and no one thought they should update. And a lot of the times, it's just they're running out on outdated stuff. 
Like, if it's anything like my mom, she does not click the security update ever. <laughs> Never. Not one time has she clicked, let's do a security update. Oh, man. So if we just, we take that and we just imagine that a good percentage of the rest of hospitals operate the same way with how their doctors, nurses, you know, and mm-hmm. hospital care people run. Not even thinking to, I should click this button because it's a security update. Just, it's crazy. Well, you got to think. I mean, they're probably thinking, ah, somebody else will do it. You know, I don't have to worry about whether I mean, the, the stuff is up to date, you know. That's yeah. true. I, I, can, I can understand how that thought might be in their minds. But, like, even for your phone, imagine just not updating your, the iOS on your phone. That reminds me, I have an update waiting. Wow, I need, that's, I need to do that's it. hilarious. So that's, yeah. yeah but you don't that. have like 10 updates no. waiting. You only yeah. have one. Yeah. See, that, that's the difference. It's like, you're getting around to it. Some people just never. Gosh. Like, as far as they're going to update is where they're at. So, and I feel like that's, I mean, but you... I feel like it's a understanding of computers, but not necessarily a technical understanding necessary as to why. Because you still feel the need to update. Yeah. Even though you're not like, oh, security, I need to update it for security purposes. For sure. Oh, man. I don't know. I wonder if you could do something or put something in like the hospital computers like system where, you know... There may be not in like an emergency room setting where you have to like absolutely get into stuff <laughs> yeah, right then and there, yeah. but you know maybe you know. Please pause for Windows update. <laughs> yeah, maybe there's you know certain devices where you it requires the you know the security stuff to be updated before you can do something on it. Which now that I think about that in a hospital setting, you don't really want delays, you know, yeah. and things like that. But I don't know something that made it kind of mandatory. You almost want computers that you just switch out for a station and you're just like, plug the new one in, unplug the old one. You're working on that. We'll go update this. Yeah, if only. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how that could be done where it would, it would require, you know, people working on these you know, particular devices to be more engaged with keeping things up to date. But yeah. In theory, it would be nice if that could be done. It would be. And it's a very good initial defense against things. Because when, like, way back when I first started getting semi-interested in cybersecurity, and I was looking into it, like, all the stuff, basically, like, the first thing that they'll tell you to do is, well, make sure all your stuff's up to date. Ugh. Okay. So, and sometimes it can be things, crazy things, like, um... You know the extensions that you have for like your Chrome and your Chrome window? Mm-hmm. The, the All the extensions that sit off on the top right side? Yeah. If those are out of date, that's also a potential issue. Really? Yeah. So it's things that are less likely for people to think about yeah. that are issues. That it's like, ah, uh, because this is an issue, it's like, okay, I, I see here this is problematic. But people just don't think that that's a, a problem. So, because like, would you have thought, oh, I need to go update my Chrome extensions? No, the thought would not have crossed my mind. Yeah. And, you know, maybe a little message will pop up like, hey, you know, an update's available or whatever, but... It doesn't tell you, you should probably do this for security reasons. Yeah. It's and, really important. Yeah, in my mind, there's, there's no connection between doing that kind of update and, oh, you know, a potential and safety. security risk. Yeah. 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 So... Exactly. That's really interesting. I mean, and especially if you have a hospital. You know, I couldn't tell you. I've not, I've not gotten to sit down and look at the hospitals and be like, ah, yes, I see uh, extensions and they're set to every single computer. But I would imagine that they try and standardize. So what they have on one, they have on all their computers. Yeah. So some software, you know, obviously not. But like sure, yeah. Chrome, I would imagine... If they have an extension, it's for every single one of them. So, but... Most likely. Yeah. Well, I think that's a pretty good place to wrap this one up. But 
thank you very much for, for chatting with me about all the different crazy issues and hopefully you can still going on, going to your hospitals or places and being like, right, so before I tell you anything, like, how much of your budget goes to cybersecurity? Yeah, not even that. Before I fill out any paperwork or anything, have you updated your Chrome Your Chrome tabs. I need to know, yeah. Uh, no, I definitely, I've, I've enjoyed you know, coming to chat with you about it. Um, Good, it's I'm really, glad. It's raised a lot of concerns I didn't know I needed to have. And um, I feel like it's the kind of stuff I'm going to share with other people. If, my, if anybody in my family has to go to the doctor, I'm going to be like, like hey, hey, by the way. You might be interested to know, but no, it's been really interesting. It's been really informative, too. Good. So. I'm glad, because, yeah, I tried to take, because it is a high-level, very broad issue, mm-hmm. and tried to get rid of all the, I feel like a lot of times the vernacular gets in the way. Sure, yeah. Because, like, do you really care what DDoS stands for? No. Like, I couldn't even tell you what the first D stands for. <laughs> I just know it means denial of service is the last three letters. I was wondering what the first D stood for. But... To me, it just means that there's more than one. It's just a, a DOS attack if it's one. It's a DDoS if there's more than one hmm. system doing yeah. it. But that's to me, and that it could not even be true. But it's like, to you, that's not important. You're more yeah. of... Ah, so to manage to talk about all these issues in a way that's very relatable mm-hmm. without getting too bogged down with... Because, like, someone in the medical profession could listen to this and actually, I feel like, get an understanding of some of the threats they face. Yeah, I mean, I think if you explain that kind of stuff to them in, I guess, like, almost like layman's terms... Yeah. You know, they, they're going to be at least more familiar with, you know, the potential risks you know, in their line of work. Yeah. Because they may, you know, they spend however many years going to medical school, things like that. They get oh, all, yeah. They get all this like training. 12 this, years. This very specialized training. Yeah. They're like, you know, I don't want to spend the time to learn all these, you know, acronyms and really, oh, you know, really yeah. specific terms in cybersecurity. But if you, like, explain very clearly, like, hey, here's the potential, you know, risks that are associated with what's going on, you know, that'd be... That would be good. That's the kind of training I think would be beneficial. Yeah. I, I, I feel like, you know, just as a closing remark here, that both IT and medical suffers from chronic jargon. Each, each system is so heavily, they can speak to people in their own industry, but when it comes to telling other people, they're so stuck with how, how you say things or do things it's the typical doctor comes to the patient, tells you, you have this, and you're like, well, I'm going to have to look that up. And, or, is that bad? I don't even know what that means. Yeah. You, you've used some name, you're telling me that something's wrong, and I'm hearing that there's something going on, but I have no idea. I feel it's the same with computers. Describing to another people that are like, I'm medical. Describe to me this ransomware. Where is it broken? Where, I don't get it. So... But yeah, but thank you very much for being on the second ever uh, podcast. The next one will probably be of a different topic, either more business or um, you know, sailing or boats, some or maritime, something like that. Sure. But yeah, well, I, yeah. Thanks for having me. Of it's course, been a lot of fun, man. Awesome. This has been great.